Welcome to More Than Meets the Eye, the official podcast of the Centre for Eye Research Australia. My name's Steve Hurt. I'll be presenting this podcast, and I'm the Community Liaison Officer here at CIRA. CIRA's mission is to save sight and change lives through research with real-life impact. In this podcast, we'll be speaking with world-leading researchers, as well as other interesting guests, who are going to bring you the latest in research and technology, which unravel the mysteries of the eye. Great pleasure to introduce Ms. Heather Machen and Dr. Graham Pollock. Heather, perhaps you'd like to tell us what your roles are. Uh, thanks, Steve. So my name is Heather Machen. I'm a registered nurse. I work at the Centre for Eye Research Australia inside the Lions Eye Donation Service as the project officer. And I've also been lucky to be involved in helping the global community through the Global Alliance of Eye Bank Associations. Yes, and we'll get on to that soon. And, and Graham, perhaps what's your role? Yes, I'm uh, Graham Pollock and I'm the director of the Lions Eye Donation Service here in Melbourne. I'm also the uh, the chair of the Australian and New Zealand Eye Bank Association, which obviously has a lot of uh, dealings and uh, representation into the Global Alliance of Eye Bank Associations as well. Now, because you're talking about eye banks, for anybody listening to the podcast, this is not another Apple podcast. It's not some new sort of um, financial institution created by Apple. This is about eye tissue and how eye tissue is used. And Heather, would you like to talk a bit in general about the system we have for regulation of, of eye tissue in Australia? So in Australia right now, we have what's called a Tissue Act. And the Tissue Act is implemented in each state and each state health department works with the local hospitals and also uh, the tissue sector in order to make sure services run smoothly. So when you die, you have the opportunity to decide, or your loved ones do if you've already passed away, to decide if you want to be a donor. And at that time, you can decide if you want to donate particular parts of your body, and that can be for transplantation or also training and research. Okay, uh, I think mine would be more training and research. I don't think anybody would want my corneas. Uh, Graham, um, and your role is, is that more the research and surgical side of it, or? Um... Well, no, our, our role is actually to facilitate the donation of eyes right. and uh, for the purposes of transplant. Um, in, in fact, that's primarily what we do, but also for research and training uh, purposes as well. Okay, now. One of the reasons we're having this podcast is because you guys both went on an overseas trip recently to Barcelona, and it wasn't for the running of the bulls, it was for something else. Whoops. Graham, you'd like to tell us what it was? We went across for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, the World Ophthalmology Congress was on in Barcelona, so it was an opportunity to network and meet with um, ophthalmologists and eye bankers from all over the world. Um, we specifically have uh, had some meetings to do more directly with eye banking, but one of the events that were, was held beforehand was the launch of what we're calling the Barcelona Principles, which is a bioethical framework for the donation and the use of ocular tissue for transplant, for research purposes, and also looking uh, at future technologies as well. Okay, Heather, um, you you're also at the conference. I was, Steve. So I had the the lucky job of organising the events and the launch of the Barcelona Principles. We were fortunate to have the Catalan government allow us to use the palace and we were able to launch it 
in the presence of uh, members of, of the WHO, in those from the medical products of human origin sector, and also those who are on the expert panel um, for human cells, tissue and organ transplantation. We were joined by other people who helped develop the Barcelona principles. That included the International Council of Ophthalmology, the Corneal Society, International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness and ophthalmological societies in the West Indies, the Pacific Islands and then individuals from all over the world who also agreed to support what we consider to be standard-based practice in, in good ethical practice in the area of, of human donation and also use of that tissue within the eye care sector. That's fantastic and Heather, can I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you give us some examples of the sort of things that are in the Barcelona Principles or what issues it really covers? The Barcelona Principles cover a wide range of suggestions and recommendations from what the sector considers appropriate behaviour and appropriate practice. So it can range from how you interact between one country and another country. For instance, some countries have an excess supply of donated tissue and others don't. So there's often the humanitarian desire to provide those tissues where they need to be in other countries. And how that happens needs to be addressed in terms of policy, regulations, legal uh, trade and, and import acts and those sorts of things. So it provides a lot of guidance and coverage on that and how best to interact both from a cultural and also a respectful level to the donor and the sectors in which you're interacting with. It examines uh, new things that have happened in the eye sector, such as commercialisation, interest in profit motive, as well as how we conduct ourselves as individuals, as organisations and as a sector as whole. We also need to consider how our behaviour and our actions impact other tissues and other organs. We concentrate here at CIRA and the Global Alliance on Eye Tissue, that's where our primary passion is. But when a donor donates, they can also donate other parts of the body. So we're intrinsically joined together. So our behaviour and our actions may impact them as well. And we want to make sure that we do the right thing by the donor, regardless of what kind of donor they are. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and um, Graham, what would this mean to Australia? I mean, do, do the current Australian legislative framework um, is that reflective of these principles already or is there still some change that's necessary? The legislative framework is interesting because it, it certainly provides legislation in the areas of donation, but it's rather silent on, in the areas of how, those, how that donation is used. Um, so in the future we would hope that perhaps indeed some legislation might be forthcoming on that area. In the meantime, the NHMRC is uh, busy at the moment revising their uh, bioethical standards on organ and tissue donation, and in particular, they are also going to extend that into the use of that type of tissue as well. So, in Australia, we're really ahead of the curve on this. And the Barcelona principles will play an important role actually in the development of those NHMRC bioethical principles, which will be more directed towards the Australian uh, uh, situation. Right. So, so, Heather, in terms of what you've done and what we've learned in, in the Barcelona principles and the process, what would be your message to those listening to our podcast in relation to eye donation? I'd or like tissue donation, sorry. Or tissue, exactly. Um, and blood. and blood. During life, you can also be a donor of a wide range of um, 
body materials, blood being one of them, I would recommend people consider whether or not they can be a donor both in life and at the end of their life and make those decisions, make them known to relatives and fam family friends so that when it comes to particularly end of life decision, they can guide your decision for you. It's too late to have that conversation at the very, very end. And most family members may not even know how you feel. So definitely have that conversation. For us as the iBank sector and the also the iCare sector, it's important that we do whatever we can to make sure we're caring for and managing the tissue in an ethical manner, making sure that we are transparent in our behaviour, in our activities, and we maintain that respect and that dignity for the donor. That ultimately is everything. Yes, and if people are interested in um, becoming a donor at the end, end of life, what would you suggest they do? Who would they contact? Well, you can certainly go online and uh, register on the Australian Organ Donor Registry, um, which is a consent register, and right. you can indicate on that register uh, what you wish to donate upon your death. I believe forms are also available for, from uh, Medicare offices right. um, all around Australia. But the most important thing is simply go and speak to your family yeah. and indicate to your family what your wishes are upon your death. And how important, Graham, is it to the future of medical research that people do this? I mean, it sounds like a no-brainer, but you know, perhaps, perhaps oh. if you could explain to people why it's important. Eye donation, in fact, donation in general has an enormous impact these days, both in uh, treatment of disease but also in research of disease as well. From a transplantation point of view, Australia uh, did more than 2,000 corneal transplants last year. That's 2,000 people that actually had corneal blindness that can now actually see. Yeah and that's uh, directly attributable to donation. From a research point of view, of course, um, if you're going to research human disease, research human therapeutics, you actually require human material to research on. So donation for research is particularly important as well. Donation from for research can perhaps trigger um, a therapeutic, an intervention or something that not only could save one person's sight but potentially could save millions of people's sight. The interesting thing about research tissue is it doesn't just help those with corneal blindness, it can help a wide range of ocular conditions. We're able to provide tissue obviously with consent to researchers who have ethics approval. So this can help those with age-related macular degeneration, even research looking at Alzheimer's and how that impacts the back of the eye all the way to optical discs and issues and so on. So donation for research isn't just about corneal disease, it could help a wide range of people. Well look, thank you very much. It's been a really interesting discussion. Um, Heather, congratulations on your work and Graham, congratulations on your work. Thank you very much Steve and it's wonderful to draw attention to donation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Steve. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of More Than Meets the Eye. It's been a great pleasure presenting it to you. If you have any ideas or suggestions or comments, please write to us at community at cera, that's C-E-R-A.org.au. If you'd like to learn more about the fantastic research that we're doing here, or even contribute, please don't hesitate to go to our website, which is 
www.cira.org.au. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to speaking with you again really soon. Bye for now.